Okay, we're going to begin this story called Firestone Confirmed, or Almost. It's taken from It's Rum Life, Book 2, Boston, 1960 to 1970. Fred Popham was the only district manager that the Firestone Tire and Rubber Company had at Lincoln. He had been one of the very first district managers appointed by the company in their reorganisation after the Second World War. Due largely to his tenacity, keen business brain and positive dislike of the Firestone American management, he managed to continually confuse them to such an extent that he was one of the last local managers to survive and be in appointment when Firestone UK crashed from the top of the tree to ignominious insignificance in the early 1970s. Due to the most recent disappointments at the Standard, I was looking elsewhere for a career. I'd married Ruth and we needed something more secure. I began writing to advertisers in the Daily Telegraph, job vacancies. The job market was changing and interviews were not easy to get. Many letters only received a polite refusal, some bore fruit. The first was Shell UK, who asked if I had any particular ambitions. In my naivety, I said I'd like to retire early. Strike one to Shell UK. Next were Johnson & Johnson, the makers of all the home cleaning products you could wish for. My upbringing in sales was far more genteel than theirs. A career in the chemical industry was not for me. A letter arrived from Firestone telling me that my application was going to be dealt with by their local manager at Lincoln. This was Fred. We initially met in Boston and I like to think we got on well from the start. After a long discussion he told me there were no vacancies locally at present and if I wished to stay working in the area rather than move then some experience in the motor trade would be most useful. I also I took his advice about reporting to him with any likely sites that may come to my notice for prospective retail sites for Firestone tyre stores, which the company were aggressively developing up and down the UK. Sometime later, in my capacity as a reader of all the classified pages on the night before publication, I spotted an advert for car salesmen at the local Roots Hillman dealership E.C. Stanwell & Sons. Into the frying pan. I took the job, perhaps because no one else would. I left the standard after six or so years and £12 a week for five and a half days to car salesmen for six days a week, including weekends, plus showroom cleaner, car cleaner, petrol pump attendant on Sundays and £10 a week, plus commission on sales. The sales developed gradually, but I never saw any commission. The story following this is called The Garage. At present, it's not available on audio. The Firestone interview. Just after a year at EC Stanwell's, Actually, on the eve of my launching my first HGV one-week truck show at Stanwell's main ridge premises, Barry, the current Firestone salesman, arrived to have a word. He took me into his car and told me that he had decided to emigrate to Canada, and Fred had said to tell me that as far as he was concerned, I could have Barry's job. 
An interview at the Firestone factory was arranged for my next day off. I managed to get a decent sales car for that day, one that could get me to London and back, and off I went. This seemingly simple task took a great deal of engineering, as most cars taken in as trade-ins at Stanwell's had the tax disc removed and the duty left was reclaimed to help cash flow. I was on my bike more often than not on my days off. The car was actually a late model Hillman Husky estate with a 1600 engine and it went like stink. I was scared of the interview, to say the least. So much of my future, indeed the future of our family, as Helen had now arrived, rested on this one interview. I had no idea what to expect. Fred had done all he could. I was his choice to work as part of his team at Lincoln District Office. I just had to persuade the sales directors at head office that I was good enough. The factory is all gone now. With the demise of the company through inept American management, the site had been sold and offices knocked down one dark night in 1974 to prevent a listed building order preserving the unique 1930s Firestone Arc Art Deco frontage on Brentford's Great West Road. I may, I may just as well explain this now. In the early 1970s, Firestone's parents in USA decided that after 40 years of successful trading in the UK, during which time Firestone UK had become the number two most successful tyre make, they knew better. US management arrived and took over. We're turning the page. Slight interlude. Here we go. The UK company was destroyed within five short years. One of their insane decisions was to sell off the Great West Road property and major factory which was behind. The developers Trafalgar House, who when they realised that a court order to preserve the building frontage was imminent, moved in with demolition balls one Sunday night and completely destroyed the building. Unfortunately, they decided there was no time for normal communications and all staff and company records, including personal effects, were destroyed at the same time. Back to the story. That original, all-important interview took only half an hour. I was asked questions which I could reply to with complete confidence and others for which I had no real answer but bluffed my way through. The result was positive. They said... If Fred wants you, then I guess we'd better let him have you. Elation and excitement were unbounded. I telephoned Fred immediately from the nearest call box and gave him my profound thanks. We had met for the first time way back in 1965 when I had applied to a Daily Telegraph advert for salesman for Firestone. Fred had been my first contact with that company and we had kept in touch all that time. Now was to begin a firm friendship and working relationship until the very day he died. Needless to say, I waited until I had the Firestone letter in my pocket before informing Robert, my boss at Stanwell's, that I was going to leave him. When I did confront him with the facts, he was, to say the least, a bit upset. Robert had a habit of tearing the tops of his socks at times of stress. 
he accused me of disloyalty and worse. Admittedly, he had sent me on two factory sales courses to the Roots factory, but I did have to remind him that I'd never ever received a penny piece in commission from all the, all the cars I'd sold for him in over a year. Also, his original promise of my always having a sales car available for my own use only materialised towards the end of my stay with him after he had appointed me as the official company truck salesman and I needed a car every day to get out and about. I never did see Robert again. There we are, that's the end of that little story. Brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. There are more stories to read uh, on uh, Keith Sanders, the short story man, dot wordpress dot com. There are more audio stories to listen to on this Buzzsprout site. And there's a shop. Uh, this is the important bit. Um, we All the stories you listen to or read are compiled in book form. Uh, the books are downloadable. They're available on our site. It's not very, they're not expensive. Uh, it's richardkeithsanders.sells, S-E-L-Z dot com. Thank you for listening.